Alright, we're live. <clears throat> so, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Batwoman. Ruby Rose, Batwoman, no more. And what's next for the season two? Is there going to be a season two? Is there going to be sort of a reveal of why the change? So, let's play the intro, shall we? A lot of things happened yesterday. Um, I was on the Twitter, <laughs> you know, checking to see what's you know up you know, with everybody on Twitter, and all of a sudden I saw this trending article. I went over to the search thing, and I was looking to see what's trending on Twitter, and all of a sudden, Ruby Rose was trending. I thought like. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, maybe she got married. Maybe she talked about what's next for season two. And all of a sudden, Ruby Rose quits Batwoman. Ruby Rose is not coming back for season two of the Batwoman. It surprised me because, you know... Of course, I, I, I talked about Ruby Rose as Batwoman, and Batwoman is my second oldest niece's favorite show. She, you know, my second oldest niece is a lesbian, and she is a fan of Batwoman. Batwoman, of course, inspired her to come out. And... I, you know, I'm very surprised that Ruby Rose quit the show, because, you know, it, it's one of those things, like, I, it, it surprises me that she walked away from the show, um, and I think there was a lot of reasons to it, and I'm gonna give defenses to Ruby Rose, I'm gonna defend her reason of walking away from the show. There's a lot of people who are upset. Hello. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> and I think the majority of the reasons is the show is filmed between Vancouver, uh, Toronto, or Vancouver, and L.A. And I think, honestly, 
the scheduling took a toll on her. Because you have to remember, Ruby Rose got hurt during the uh, filming of the first season. She had to have neck surgery done because of a stunt going wrong. And she also dealt with a lot of flack from people about her casting as Batwoman. And she didn't do a whole lot of media uh, appearances for Batwoman. She didn't appear at Comic-Con. Um, she really didn't do a whole lot. And I think the reason of it is was that I think the pressure and the traveling and everything took a toll on her. You know, and you really can't blame her for walking away. I mean, she's not the first person to walk away from the Cape and Cowl. Ben Affleck walked away because Ben Affleck had a lot of personal demons and a lot of personal problems. And I'm saying I'm not saying Ruby Rose has those things. I think she just walked away mentally, couldn't handle it because it took a toll on her. And you know, I you know, I really can't blame her for walking away from the show. The show, the, the problem with the show itself, it's not the casting. It's the writing. The writers and producers set up this whole narrative, this whole reason. Yeah, you know, you have to watch Batwoman, you know, and all that. And I think she just was dealt with it. I think she was, <laughs> she was the person that everybody targeted for the memes, the, the mocking, the criticism of the show, everything, and it's like. For me, it's the writers. Like, if you give Ruby Rose a good script and a good story, narrative, plotline, you will get a good show out of it. You will get good performances out of her. And, you know, you have to watch her in that one movie with uh, Jason Stratum and uh, Rain Wilson. She was really good in it. She was good in Orange is the New Black, which I've seen a couple episodes with her in, and she was really good in it. And I, I think that I think that's the problem with the show is that the writers and producers just gave her shit material to work with. You know, they didn't give Batwoman her own um, her own you know place, her own turf to uh, you know stretch out and become this you know great hero yeah if you ever read uh james tyan's run on detective comics with his writing of batwoman he did a good he did he did a great job with it and i mean i'm not the biggest fan of his run on batman i, I will admit but if you give batwoman to uh, the character to a writer that knows the character, knows everything about it, you will get a good story out of it. These writers for the CW's Batwoman can't write anything. They can't write something out of a paper bag. <laughs> That's just how shitty they are. So it 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 kind of sads me that she she's leaving the show. I never watched Batwoman, and. I have a niece who just, you know, loves the show and is a big fan of the show. And it, you know, it kind of sucks that a person who is playing a character, you know, that a lot of people like, a lot of people love, is walking away. It kind of sucks, but at the same time, 
if you look at the big picture of the bullshit she had to put up with, from the bad writing team to the <laughs> social media to everything. I mean, she had to shut down her fucking account. That's how bad it was. You can't blame her. You really, honest to God, can't blame her for leaving. I mean, to quote Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny, what else can you pile on? Is there any more shit you could pile on? So, you really... I can't blame her for leaving the show. You know, I, I honestly can't. You know, she, she had to put up with a lot during the time, and, you know, I can't blame her for it. So, let's read the articles of... Uh, of it. One, the wig is the problem. <laughs> Ruby Rose has exited the CW's Batwoman TV series. Have you seen the wig she had to wear? Like, my God, that's awful. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in the costuming department. People, awful thing. I mean, the thing about it was just like they made Batwoman a redhead. It's like, so why the fuck do you just not have her wear? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Ruby Rose exited the CW's Batwoman after only one season. It's reported the role will be recast for season two that has already been greenlit. So they're looking for somebody to fill in. Um, I don't remember if this was ever the first time they ever recasted anybody in the first season. I don't remember any of it. Like, um... I remember in Everybody Loves Raymond, they did. They recasted the twins after one episode. <laughs> um, shit, I don't even remember if they ever recasted anybody. Like, in a, uh, I mean, they no way they did. Um, Smallville. They had the woman from uh, Carnival, the HBO series, play Martha Kent. Then after uh, filming an episode, the pilot, they recast with Annette O'Toole as Martha. So I remember that one. Uh, wait, nope. Uh, Jimmy Olsen. Lois and Clark. The guy in the first season left, then they replaced him with the guy for the second season. And third and fourth, you know, that guy continued to play Jimmy Olsen from second to fourth season. Um, yeah, I think that's what they did. Um, so, I mean, this isn't like the, yeah, this isn't the first time ever that they, but I mean, it's different for this one because this is your main character. Your centerpiece character. Um, this isn't a movie like Batman Returns to Batman Forever and Batman Forever to Batman and Robin, where you recast Batman several times. Um, this is a TV series. This is something different. So this is going to be a big deal. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, here's what she stated. Uh, I have made the very difficult decision not to return for Batwoman for the next season, Ruby Rose said in her statement. This was not a decision I made lightly, as I have 
the utmost respect for the cast and crew and everyone involved with the show, both in Vancouver and in Los Angeles. So they filmed the show in two different areas. So I I think she lives in Los Angeles, I, I think. I don't know where the hell she lives. But I think the reason of it was traveling. I think that it became a difficult thing for her because I think when you're traveling you go to two different places you know you have to like adjust to different places and you know I mean I never traveled to Canada <laughs> I have no plans <laughs> to travel to Canada like I don't think I would ever would uh, specific reasons for Ruby Rose's department isn't yet known but deadlines offer two Sides mutually decided to part ways after recent reflecting of the first season and its challenges. I honestly think why not? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I haven't decided to travel to Canada. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau, their prime minister, is fucking crazy. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I I might. I I always wanted to go to um, where they filmed the season, the show Smallville, which is somewhere in Canada. I think Vancouver. I think it's where they film uh, the Flash. So for me, I always wanted to travel there, uh, just to see where they filmed Smallville. You know, just for the hell of it. But one place I always wanted to go to was this campground that they set up to look like bedrock from the Flintstones I always wanted to go there because I am that big of a fan of the Flintstones I would go <laughs> or they call it bedrock sorry I had to spit do you ever get like your nose stopped up and all of a sudden it goes in your mouth like Bleh. so <laughs> um yeah, they have a place called Bedrock. Where it used to exist until they closed it. And I had to, like, scratch it off my bucket list. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, for me, I always wanted to go to Bedrock. Um, I just I, I just love the Flintstones. I just would love to go there one day. Um, so they had two different sides, uh, which was the... Reflecting the first season and its challenges. I think, honestly, they threw a lot at um, Ruby Rose. I think she... I know there's going to be a lot of people like, she wasn't prepared for the show, which is true. I don't think she even saw the whole advertisement thing coming a mile away. I think... If you ever look at it, like they did this whole advertisement thing of... You know... We hate men. You know, we hate Batman. We hate all these things. And they should have known the shitstorm that was going to come. <laughs> you know, like... <clears throat> once you throw in, we hate Batman. Shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah, I heard Mira's actor maybe. Mira's actor may come to be Batwoman. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I, I honestly think, like, they should just, you know, regroup, like, for the first season. I mean, like, not only they should regroup, they should just get rid of the entire writer's team for season one, in my opinion. I mean, they did it with Lois and Clark, except the writers team that replaced Lois and Clark's writing team. They were terrible, the replacements were, um, in my opinion. So, I mean, in my opinion, they should just replace the entire writers team and just be like, okay, after everything that happened in the first season, scratch that off the, you know, you know, not scratch it, but uh, clear it off the plate change everything. We're going to go with a Batwoman who is carrying the mantle for Bruce. Um, yeah, not the mantle, but continuing his crusade as he's gone type of thing. Like, uh, he gave me this responsibility to protect Gotham and all that. Like, that's what they should do. But instead, you know, the first thing I ever said was, "The suit, would, the bat suit, would look better on a woman." It's just like, it's like I don't think you fucking fit in that suit, <laughs> you know. I mean. Look what they did with um, Titans. They did. They tried to do the exact same thing with Titans. Next thing you know, after the whole fuck Batman, and we're gonna, you know, Dick Grayson's gonna beat the shit out of Batman, which was a dream. Because in reality, it would be different. If it was reality, Batman would fuck him up on sight. <laughs> After that entire first season, the second season, we need to get Bruce Wayne in. <laughs> we need to get Bruce Wayne in the scene, in the show. We need Dick Grayson to be, you know, respectful towards Bruce. Have them make amends. That was it. The the, I think the final episode of the first season, they had to get Bruce Wayne in, and it wasn't even Bruce Wayne. It was. Thomas Elliot as Bruce Wayne. But once you mention Bruce Wayne Batman, everybody came in to watch it. So at that point, <laughs> it makes no sense. But the crazy thing about it is this whole recasting of it is probably probably threw everybody off. Because uh, yesterday's show, I was reading the um, plans they had. They had plans for the world's finest. They were going to bring Superman and Batwoman to team up. And after all that, things had to change. Like now, like now they're getting a new cast, uh, new, not new cast, but new lead for Batwoman. Who are they going to go to? Who are they going to get? Who knows what they're going to get? Yeah. Um, let's see. Rose thanked uh, Peter Roth, Michael Pratensi of the teams of Warner Brothers and CW. 
put so much into the show always believed in me thank you everyone for making season one a success kind of a success <laughs> i am true truly grateful is what uh, ruby rose said um cw and warner brothers released a joint statement offering a recasting of batwoman it will be played by another lgbtq actress Warner Brothers Television, CW, and Greg Berlanti Productions thanked Ruby Rose for her contributions for the show. Um, hmm. So, uh, Deadline noted that Ruby Rose quitting the show after the series has nothing to do with injuries that the actress sustained on during filming of season one, which left her facing paralysis and needed emergency surgery. Um, I throw the flag down on bullshit on that one because if something like that happened to somebody, they'd be fucking pissed. Okay, I throw the flag down on bullshit because she was left facing paralysis and needed surgery. I throw the flag down on bullshit. She was probably pissed that happened to her. She was probably saying, I'm going to quit this fucking show after this season's over. And guess what she did? So, I throw the flag down on bullshit. There is no way that she was not left pissed off and angry and aggravated over that. She was probably that. She was probably like throwing the bat suit around the bat suit around in the trailer, like, I ain't putting this fucking suit on, look what happened. <laughs> you know, like So I don't believe that one bit. I don't believe that they were like, she didn't quit the show because of the injuries she sustained in, you know, during filming. <laughs> it probably had a lot to do. You know, she had an injury on set. She had to deal with uh, social media. She had to deal with the bad writing. There was probably a lot on a plate where she was just like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I... I think she just... I think... Like I said, I think she quit because she was once she got injured. To she had to deal with a lot of the shitstorm that a lot of the PR people, the writers, producers, all that threw at her. Like, and plus you had angry fans, um, you know, writing on social media like how skinny she is. You know, I mean, it even got to the point where uh, lesbians. We're like saying she wasn't lesbian enough to be Batwoman. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what the fuck that even means, but, you know, that's what she was dealing with a lot. And I really can't blame her for quitting the show. But one thing I will say is I cannot wait for the interview she's probably going to give. Like, after the show. I bet they had her sign a, uh, a non-disclosure agreement. An NDA. And I bet after that expires, she's going to, like, go off and say, like, everything. <laughs> you know. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I cannot wait for the interview and give the reason why she quit the show. I cannot wait for it. You know, like, I can't wait for it, because it's, I bet it's, there's a lot that she probably has a lot to say about. And I bet there's a lot that she 
wasn't allowed to say. I mean, if you think about it, like when when they um, uh, when they did Comic Con, she didn't show up to Comic Con. She didn't do any. Like I don't even remember her barely talking about playing Batwoman at all. I really don't remember her talking much about it. You know, I mean, I will say this: like her first appearance in the show, which was in Elseworlds, which I watched on Netflix, she was really good. There was a lot of like potential. Like she, they made her like this very confident uh, person who, and you didn't really see her like trash on Bruce or Batman or anything. Like she was already Batwoman in the show, in the first Elseworlds thing. Then they reboot. Then they they sort of did like a reboot almost, like where they had to like tell her origin and. It's like, you really didn't need to tell her origin. Like, we already know that she's the cousin of Bruce Wayne. She's carrying the... She's continuing... Not, I wouldn't say carry the mantle, but she's continuing his crusade. Protecting Gotham. Like, you kind of know who she is and what she's about. Why did you have to give an origin story to her? Like, And they threw in a lot of this you know, SJ, SJW bullshit and all that stuff into the show. It's like, they basically, like, watered down, diluted the character from something that could have been potentially great to something that is a laughing joke. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, the news follows uh, Sunday season finale episode tease Bruce Wayne. Two was set to debut in January 2021, so they got plenty of time to find a person and film the show. You know, film the X amount of episodes. Um, CW also announced that Batwoman would be heavily involved in next year's Arrowverse. I think that's probably also the reason why she didn't want to do it was because of the scheduling and the amount of stuff that she has to take on for the show. Um. For the Arrowverse crossover, which will take on the world's finest, which will have Batwoman and Tyler Hoechlin's Superman. Ruby Rose didn't come without controversy following getting cast as Batwoman. She quit Twitter, like I mentioned, over getting backlash from the LGBTQ people, saying that she wasn't a lesbian. Rose blasted white dudes for not liking the show. Um, a lot of us white dudes... <laughs> Uh, here's the thing about it they had Batwoman on Sundays when it first started football came on (laughs) and I said this before um, you have football on on Sundays what are people what are white dudes going to watch Batwoman or football they're going to watch football <laughs> so, a lot of us white dudes were watching football at the time, so sorry to say that. Jason Momoa teases the cut. Shang-Chi, rumor, Shang-Chi rumors include Iron Man 2 and 3. 
Uh, Agents of uh, Agents of Shield sneak peek explains the multiverse. I haven't watched that show in a while. So, anyway, let's get the uh, Jason Momoa talking about Snyder Cut. <clears throat> Momoa posted an Instagram video where he is uh, with his Batman v Superman uh, Justice League and Aquaman trainer Mark Chua, uh, Mark Tight. It's kind of a weird name. Uh, he goes, "We're just sitting around doing nothing." Momoa says, <laughs> "Fucking release the Snyder Cut." Am I right? <laughs> I like Jason Momoa, how he just says shit and just, you know. Uh, he says, uh, release, fucking release a Snyder Cut, am I right? Uh, Mark Twight says, exactly, release a Snyder Cut. Momoa, release the fucking Snyder Cut. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> that was, that was brilliant. He's like the drunk uncle you have at a party where he just says, like, release the fuck. <laughs> kind of reminds me of my uncle. My uncle Ronnie, so I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> my uncle used to say shit that just we were just like, what? <laughs> um, anyway. So, <laughs> cracked me up. This one made me laugh. Um, for those who don't know, I am not the biggest Superman fan. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny. It's kind of funny though. I know so much about Superman, but I am not the biggest Superman fan. <laughs> Superman's advice on social distancing is a tad unrealistic. It's from Blading Cool. I saw this poster, I think this thing on... Uh, whereas Christopher Reeves' Superman can't even leave the poor guy alone. Sitting in the Fortress of Solitude... So he's sitting in the Fortress of Solitude. I mean, really, like, you know, I, I said this before. I was talking to my dad about this. My dad, you know, is a somewhat comic book fan. We were talking about um, comic book films, like Superman. And he was like, when the hell are they going to do another Superman movie? And I'm like, well, they're doing a TV show. He goes, wait, Superman returned to television? <laughs> And and I said this before, even on the podcast, that the problem with Superman, the problem I have with Superman, 
is people who either who either make the movies minus Zack Snyder. You know, Snyder actually did something good with Superman. Or in the comics, Brian Michael Bendis. They moved Superman back into like the 70s and 80s. Like that is a problem I have with Superman. I mean, when you had uh, Dan Jurgens and uh, Peter J. Tomashi run Superman, Superman was actually moving forward. They were progressing the character more. You know, they evolved the character. They gave him a family. Family. Um, <laughs> they married Lois and Clark, and they gave Lois and Clark a son. John. And John Kent's like one of my was one of my favorite characters of Rebirth. Like like they gave this, you know, this they created this little kid who is hopeful, positive, you know, ready to you know you know, and looked up to his dad. They took that little boy who was you know what DC universe the DC universe needed they needed a hopeful positive super you know superboy and a lot of people would be like you know I can't wait to see him become superman like that kid is a good character they took it they gave it to Brian Bendis of all people and they made him into an angsty rebellious bitchy teenage superboy that nobody asked for and nobody wanted you know like that was the biggest bullshit ever and to quote Iron Sheik fucking bullshit <laughs> like like I, I I was just like what did they do <laughs> then they kicked down Wally West. Kid Flash. A character that everybody wanted back into the DC universe. And what did they do? They hand the character to Tom King. Why? Nobody knows. And at that final episode, final issue of Heroes in Crisis, Wally West is the murderer. And Harley Quinn stops him by kicking him in the balls. What the fuck? Like, first off, time out. I wish they would... I wish they would teach Tom King, you know, comic book lessons. Like, they need to get Denny O'Neill to teach writers how to write comic book characters, counting continuity and everything to it. And teach them about their powers, their abilities, and what they can. Because... Wally West is supposed to be faster than anybody, like even faster than than Barry Allen. But Tom King's mind is like, well, Wally West is very slow, and well, wham, kicked in the balls by Harley Quinn, and like Harley Quinn is like one character I wish they would just take a hiatus from writing for a short while, because you already got the Birds of Prey, the animated series, which I love the animated series. Season 2 is kind of iffy, but they kind of won me back with uh, with the Batman episode, the Catwoman episode, and um, 
well, they killed Mr. Freeze, spoiler alert. Like, that kind of pissed me off. Like, I, you know, Mr. Freeze is one of my favorite characters as well, so... I don't really, like... Season 2 of Harley Quinn, I'm just not... I don't know where they're... I don't honestly know where they're going with the show, to be quite honest with you. Like, I watched the last episode, and I'm like... Where are they even going with the show? <laughs> you know, like, is there a storyline? Because <laughs> it's, like, all over the place. It's, like, me when I don't... It reminds me of me when I was, like, on ADHD. Like, when I... When I had ADHD badly. <laughs> like, I was, like, bouncing up the fucking walls and shit. Um, you know, like... It's kind of how it is. Um... But, yeah, anyway, like, back to Superman. Like, I was saying, like, Superman is, like, stuck in the 70s and 80s. And it's just, like, I wish somebody would tell these, you know, diehard Christopher. I, you know, I, I like Christopher Reeve as much as the next person. Like, Christopher Reeve, the person, is more inspiring than Superman. And I get it. Like, I get, like, people want to, like, merge the two together. You know... But, you know, Superman evolved. Superman evolved as a character. And I wish that people would get that. I wish people would understand, like, you know, the character of Superman is not this, you know, prepare to step outside, general, like, type of character. He's not, he's not the Superman of the Superman 1 and 2 anymore. He's different. He's older. You know, and like if they bring Henry Cavill back as Superman, and and I think Amy Adams, I think a Amy Adams is done with Lois. I think I don't know. You know, and you're gonna do the Flash movie. Just have Superman older. Have him have a family, a wife and a son. Give him a reason to be Superman. Like. Don't give me the whole shit of like he's gonna he's there to protect the earth type thing. It's like, you know, give him something else that he's like, I gotta be Superman. I have to do you know, what I can to be the protector of Metropolis and the world. But also have him there to teach his son of you know what he shouldn't do. Like you know, type of thing like because like I, I think the problem you know like some of the scenes I liked in the movies that Snyder did and even in Dawn of Justice was they had Jonathan Kent Kevin Costner by the way um I have the show <laughs> Yellowstone that is a good fucking show by the way um, I love the show Yellowstone. It, Yellowstone is about Kevin Costner is a rancher, uh, ranch owner, and the leader of the Dutton family. And he has he controls the ranch of Yellowstone. He has to deal with uh, you know, uh, land developers, the Indian Reservation, and America's first national park. Like, Yellowstone is a good show. Like I. 
I love I love the show because it's like one of those shows <laughs> that you have to watch from the first episode to the final episode of the first season. They got two seasons. The third season is on the way. I can't wait for it. I I love this show. Like Kevin Costner is one of my favorite actors. Like I love Fields of Dreams. Like that is my favorite movie of all time. You know, I know there's a lot of you like, isn't your favorite movie of all time Batman? It's like, no, Fields of Dreams. Like, if you put that movie on, I will sit there and watch it from... Even if you put it on in the middle of it, I will sit there and watch it. Like, it is just one of those movies. I just... I, I love baseball, and I... You know, I love the movie. You know, it, the movie is so... Uh, powerful of a movie. It's like... You know, like, I cried at the ending of it, where... He builds this baseball field. I talked about it before. <laughs> you know. And he hears the voice. If you build it. He will come. And. He is standing in the cornfield. And he's like what the fuck was that? <laughs> and. He plows the cornfield. And everybody thinks he's fucking crazy. <laughs> and. He builds this baseball field. And Shoeless Joe shows up. Shoeless Joe Jackson, played by Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta's a good good actor. Like He's one of those actors that I'm surprised... They put him in a show before with Jennifer Lopez, of all people. And I was just like, really? Like you got Ray Liotta, the opportunity... You could do a crime show on HBO with him in it. And... So he shows up, and Costner's character meets Ray Liotta. Uh, Ray, Costner's character meets Shoeless Joe, and all of a sudden, all these other baseball players show up to play the nineteen nineteen White Sox, who were all banned in baseball, even though they were acquitted for throwing the game. <laughs> Sorry, my nose is a bit stopped up. I'm not sick or anything. It's just, you know, anytime I wake up, my nose is stopped up. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. Um, the 1919 White Sox were banned in baseball because they were accused of throwing the game. The World Series. They were accused of throwing the World Series. And they were tried for it. And they were acquitted for it. They didn't... <clears throat> they were not guilty of it. And even after being found not guilty, even though they went through the entire trial, um, they were not guilty of it. They didn't do anything. The reason they were the reason they did it was they did not get their bonuses. They did not get paid. Like here's the thing about it: like back in 1919, a lot of players did not earn multi-million dollar contracts that they do have today. Like they didn't get a rod money or Jeter money. <clears throat> these guys had to get second jobs to support their family. And so they were going to work with Gam that you know, they were approached to throw the game, they would get this amount of money. And they didn't like throw the game where they were like, you know, losing ten to nothing. They just you know, they stuck it to their owner because the owner refused to pay them. You know. They didn't even give them the bonuses when they made it to the World Series. 
they instead got, you know, in the movie, eight men out, they got, like, flat champagne. <laughs> so, um, after they were acquitted and all that, baseball owners, all that, met this judge who became the commissioner of Major League Baseball, and he banned the 1919 White Sox from baseball. They could never play Major League Baseball again. So, and even to the point where they're not even in the Hall of Fame. I mean, hell, Roger Maris isn't in the Hall of Fame. Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's record in 1961 with 61 home runs. How the fuck did that? And he even put an asterisk next to his home run record. You know. Because you're like, he had this X amount of days to break and he didn't break it. And... It's kind of funny, though, because the guy who pitched him the ball to hit 61 home runs was a pitcher for the Bra- uh, for the Boston Red Sox, and Babe Ruth played for the Boston Red Sox. Then he went to the Yankees, and the Yankees and Red Sox had this feud going on still to this day. Um, so, anyway, the point I was making is, after that, <laughs> after that entire explaining of baseball... Uh, Costner, you know, um, meets James Earl Jones' character. James Earl Jones, for those who don't know, is one of the greatest voices ever. He voiced Mustafa for Lion King. He was Darth Vader. You know, he was the voice, you know. And he has a very good, he has, like, he has one of those voices, like, if you ever hear him talk, you're like, my God, this dude has a voice. <laughs> um, so, he meets James Earl Jones, and he meets Moon Knight Graham, who um, who he first meets as an, you know, a doctor. And... When they were leaving to return home, they meet this kid who's a hitchhiker, and he's Moon Knight Graham. Or Moonlight Graham. I think Moonlight or Moonlight. I forget. So, you know, they return to the field and, you know, the farm. <laughs> where it's actually a farm that they converted into a baseball, you know, a farm land where they converted into a baseball field. Which is really cool. Which is real, by the way. And... Um, so anyway, um, they see this baseball game and, you know, after the brother-in-law comes, the daughter falls and Moon Knight walks up the field and he's this old doctor and he helps this little girl who's choking on a hot dog after she fell off the, you know, the seating thing. And... He's this old man, and he realizes, like, I can't play baseball anymore. And after he did that, he walks up the field. Yeah. You hear Sheila show say, hey, kid, good work. And he walks in the cornfield and disappears. Like, he, like, a lot of them do. Like, even James Earl Jones. And after all that, the one person who's standing there is the catcher, and it's revealed to be... Um, Kevin Costner's dad. 
And and beforehand, he heard the voices of, if you build it, he will come. Ease his pain. And the one thing that's revealed is Costner never played catch with his dad. Because Costner's character did not like baseball. And at the end of it, he goes, Dad, do you want to play catch? And they play catch, you know. And everybody shows up to see the baseball field. Like it was an amazing ending of a movie. And Kevin Costner is like one like I said, Kevin Costner is a brilliant actor. Like he did um Dances with Wolves, which is a good fucking movie by the way as well. So this show uh the show Yellowstone is really good. Like some of the actors in it are not bad. It's just like if you're a Kevin Costner fan, you're just there to see him in the show. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, Yellowstone's a good, a good show. Like, I, I really enjoyed the first two seasons. And I, um, I'm surprised he, I'm surprised he didn't get an Emmy nomination for it. Like, yeah. So anyway, back to, back to the Superman thing. <laughs> After I just gave you a baseball, um, after I give you a baseball history. <laughs> uh, so. <clears throat> so anyway. This poster. Or ad or whatever. About social distancing. Uh, says. Stronger together by staying apart. Be like Superman. Stay in your fortress of solitude. Hashtag. Connected together, DC. That <laughs> that ad is just so. I'm sorry. None of us have a fortress of solitude to go to. Uh, mine is in the bathroom. <laughs> I feel safe. <laughs> Even though I have a crazy cat who sticks her paw underneath the door trying to, like... <laughs> I am not making a sound. Like, my cat will follow me. My cat will follow me into the bathroom. And will sit there as I'm going to the bathroom. And I'm just like, can I have space to myself? So it's it's crazy how my my cat is. So um it is it's one of those things like I I I didn't understand the meaning of the poster, but I guess I guess if it was Batman where it's like be like Batman stay in the bat cave, I'd be like right, I'm down with that one. So This one's also funny. This involves my state. DC Comics switched printing from Canada to Missouri. Back in twenty, back in March twenty third, Bleeding Cool broke the news of the closure on printing place of the uh, print Canada main printers were for, for much 
of the direct market back in the comic book industry, especially DC Comics shutting down initially three we- for three weeks, and the dominoes led to the closure of Diamond Comics distribu- uh, distributors and many other major comic companies. <clears throat> However, the printings are running again, but DC Comics established new distributor and UCS, and they seem business seems to be in business with a new printer, one that didn't shut down, as its state is allowed to remain open as essential businesses. L. LSC Communications in Owensville, Missouri, not that far where I live, they indicated credit on the Batman Giant number five and walk-in. So, <laughs> I take a DC has this here in my state. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like where I live, we didn't shut down. Like a lot of businesses stayed open. Like they're considered essential. Like, um, I mean, you know, in my state, they have very strict um, codes where if you're working an essential business, where you have to wear masks, gloves, whatever, and keep your social distance. Um. So, you know, and I did see a lot of noobs that were on the shelves. I mean, you know, especially where, you know, I live, like, they're not that far. You know, it's Owensville. And I've been to Owensville. It's not bad. So, you know, I I will say this. Like, I am glad that DC sort of did business. (laughs) Uh, but, But, I mean, here's the thing about it. Like, Canada, like, they, like, for example... A lot of people who live in Canada cannot come to Missouri because of Canada's laws now. Uh, For example, Bobby Roode, who wrestles for WWE, hasn't been on WWE television because he is forced to stay in his country, Canada. And people who live in America cannot go to Canada. And people who live in Canada cannot come to America. So... It's very strict rules and stuff. And I think um, DC wants to get things back to running again. Like, they want to get back to work. I mean, here's the thing about it. They have writers who are working on... I mean, like, DC had writers working on digital books when they couldn't print books. And now that they found distributors, they found printers, they want people back to work on print books and still do digital. I mean, like... But... The point I'm making is... Um... I don't get why people are so... shocked and stunned that DC did this. Here's the thing. DC Comics... is a business. They're in the business to make money. That's how it is. They want stores to open back up. I mean, here's the thing about it. Small comic book shops aren't like Walmart or Target or um, Lowe's or Home Depot or Schnucks, Deerberg's, Aldi's, Save-A-Lot, whatever stores. Comic shops are independently owned by small business owners. And a lot of small business owners are worried scared shitless that they might go out of business or they might have financially be ruined they want 
businesses. They want to open back up. They want to make money. They want to keep their head above the water instead of drowning. That's the thing about it. And I am very supportive of DC Comics wanting to, you know, get back to printing, get back to work. I mean, shit, like, a lot of comic shops now are sort of back open. Um, Dark Side, I think, is back open. I know I got an email from um, V-Stock. They're back open. Half-price books are back open. I'll be stopping in there probably Friday to see what's up. Um, you know, I, I, I want to see what, what's going on, how they're doing. I mean, shit, I went into GameStop, like I said, and I had a conversation with some of the, you know, people, customers and workers, and it was kind of funny, though. I was, like, the only guy not wearing, you know, I was, a, I, I did wear a mask, but I, I had to put it down because I had to, like, take a breath because it was just, like, Wearing a mask is pretty fucking hard <laughs> at times because you're breathing in your own air and you're like, and sometimes breathing in your own air is not healthy. <laughs> so I had to like go outside and take a breath and come back in. <laughs> like, like, you know, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you know, like I needed to, I needed to like put, put the mask back on and walk back in there. <laughs> You know, so it's kind of funny though. You know, um, <laughs> I felt like a storm. I felt like a fat stormtrooper. <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, yeah. I mean, like the thing about it was, just, it was just like people were happy talking to other people. Yeah, you know weird it is. Like your social distance, and you're like scared shitless at the person. Possibly next year has, you know, assumption of, you know, Corona. Even though that person has a Corona in their cart. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, here's the thing about it. Like, I'm, I'm happy that stores are back open. You know, I, I did order comics online. I didn't. I I didn't mind it. it. They got here quick. And I got a new book I never even read before. And it's based on an anime series. Like, I even talked about it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's it's a good thing that, you know, they're, you know, stores are back open. People go in there and look around and see what they have, what they don't have. Um, you know, like, I, I will say this. I, you know... I am happy that DC did what they did. I wish Marvel had the courtesy and respect for their employees to have done digital books instead of just like we're not doing digital, we're not doing print, we're all we're, you know we're, pencils down. Um, Marvel is kind of shitty on doing what they did, you know, and like I said once. When Marvel got bought by Daddy Mickey, they became lazy in what they're doing. They went from the great Marvel comics of Stanley, Jack Kirby, Romita Jr., Romita Sr., um, to being this lazy Marvel comics. And um, 
I think that they should have been loyal to their employees instead of furloughing them and um, not doing digital books, not really giving them anything to do, like, and stuff. And Marvel is about... It's kind of weird, though. Like, Marvel posts it, like, support your local comic shop, buy your... <laughs> buy your local... Buy, support your local comic shop by ordering, you know, books, buying books from them. But yet, we're not doing books. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but anyway, you know, it was kind of like, it was just kind of how it is. And stuff, so. That's pretty cool that they got new printers in, uh, my state. <laughs> so. Owensville, Missouri, so. The writer who made the mistake, they mistaken Massachusetts for Missouri. I blame America. Missouri hardly shut down. It seems to explain why D.C. There. Yeah, you know why Missouri barely shut down? I mean, they did shut down. Uh, St. Louis, St. Louis County, they shut down. Uh, Owensville and all that, like, and the rest of us, we didn't kind of shut, we didn't shut down because, um, one, we're the kind of people that you don't tell us what to do. That's kind of who we are as Missouri people. Like, we don't do what you tell us to do. Like, we are the kind of people like, you know what? You ain't telling us what to do. Fuck off. <laughs> like, um, but a lot of us were, like, pissed when, like, when we found out, like, there's no baseball, no hockey, no XFL. Like, we were pissed. Like, we were angry people. Like, we wanted sports and stuff, like... And, I mean, now, like, we still, like, XFL's long gone, and the Blues are, I don't know what the Blues are doing. I think the Blues did, like, you know, I don't know what the hell the Blues did. And the Cardinals are, like, MIA. <laughs> like, we don't know what the fuck to do half the time. <laughs> Except work. That's what we do. <laughs> um, But, you know, like... I mean, some of us kept... I mean, here's the thing about, like, a lot of us people here, we've been doing social distancing for a while because we don't like being around each other. I mean, shit, I've been doing social distancing before it became a thing, and I'm still going to do social distancing after it's over and all that because I don't like being around people. Like, I don't like being around people that much. I'm, you know, the quote Batman, I'm not a people person. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, the Batman Giant number 5 was printed in my home state, which is pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed the Batman... I enjoyed the DC Giant books. I did find some on uh, Amazon, for those who can't get them. They're on Amazon. Uh, the first series they did, the first batch they did, before 
changing printers, changing distributors, and all that. Uh, the storylines for it was Hush, and the second Batman storyline was done by Brian Michael Bendis, which wasn't actually bad. The artwork is spectacular. Um, but I, I, I recommend them. They're great books. Uh, they're on Amazon if you're curious about DC Giants. Like, if you can't get them, you know, you don't have Walmart. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Let's see what the other stories are. Um, before we have to wrap up the show and all that. Uh, let's go to Cosmic Book News again. See what I got there. Let's see what's in the comics. The big story is, uh, The big story is uh, Ruby Rose. Yeah. Walking away from Batwoman. Can't find anything. Let's see. Um, God vs. Kong. King Kong. Uh, new spoiler theory may tell us why King Kong fights Godzilla. Never heard of it. But this one kind of is messed up. Um, Netflix sends Ooh La La magazine and Back to the Future Part 2. I, I've heard about, like, it's probably one of the reasons why... It, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, because... Netflix airs a lot of crazy shit on television. Like, Netflix has no problem airing nudity, sex, foul language, and drug use, and all that. But they censor a magazine cover and Back to the Future part two like that made me laugh because we're talking about Netflix <laughs> and I, I just I don't understand it I don't get it you know it's just it's one of those crazy stupid shit that Netflix does um Yeah. There's one. <laughs> I have to read. Involves Star Wars, and I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I, you know, like I'll admit I'm a big Star Wars fan, but um, I like George Lucas because George Lucas is a fascinating. Person. 
Yeah. I'm disappointed. I'm not going to see the new Indiana Jones movie because he's not writing it. So it's like, eh, yeah. So anyway, new Star Wars rumors addressing George Lucas, how he reacted to the first thing of Star Wars, The Last Jedi and Rise of the Skywalker. The rumor comes from YouTuber Doomcock. <laughs> what kind of name is that? He explains in his video details of what George Lucas thought about Disney's sequel trilogy and whether or not George Lucas's cut of Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker exists. Uh, he does in the video saying, "My source has sent me number of rumors reportedly about reporting from associates of George Lucas, revealing his comments, comments and feelings of each of the Disney sequel trilogy films." Please bear not representing these leaks. These leaks actual. I cannot. I hate these stupid ads. Uh, I cannot assist my accuracy on the information independently verifying. I have been told. So it's basically like you pass one thing on to the other. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, <clears throat> anyway, George Lucas's reaction. Um, to I hate I hate when the website like they said they updated their website and it's like anyway. However, uh, seeing the film. Uh, there's nothing new to it. George Lucas, upon seeing the reaction Last Jedi, he said it was beautifully made. Speaking to Ryan, speaking to Rain Johnson after viewing the film. However, there be, might not be all the story. According to Doomcock and his sources, Lucas attended the screening of the film and said, I had a terrible mistake. <laughs> um... He also states that Lucas was appalled, even more appalled when than was the Force Awakens. <laughs> I like George Lucas. He's like blunt and honest about things. Uh, George Lucas is is a Skywalker cut. Doomcock, expl uh, Doomcock explains. Lucas brought in a screening of Rise of Skywalker before the movie was made was made released to the public. He goes to explain he was not happy with what he saw, but did see why but did see a way which the film could be improved. He also said uh, states that he pitched ideas along with those lines he allowed to take pass and re-editing to fix them. He then goes on to goes on to reference the previous sources back in December, where Lucas came up with the idea of a secret Skywalker. I did hear about that one. Uh, he then goes on to reference the previous statements sources back in December, uh, with the secret Skywalker uh, sources. 
state cannot confirm the plot aspect to the secret Skywalker, but he confirms that there was a George Lucas edit and Rise of Skywalker. Uh, he did. Lucas did get a screening of Abrams' final cut and explains that he was not happy with it. Lucas finally got to see this uh, screening for the final cut of Rise of Skywalker at the Skywalker Ranch. To say Lucas was happy would be an understatement. Once again, Lucas was, was alienated by Disney and he wishes to ignore it, to ignore the film. According to my sources, Lucas sources Lucas was shocked about how much work of his was missing he also explains the campaign for Disney and Lucas films to release the alleged George Lucas cut um, I'll say this George Lucas should have never sold Star Wars to Disney I think there's been a lot of people who said that like I mean, throughout this entirety of Star Wars and all that, Disney basically um, dismantled everything George Lucas has created, um, made, and all that. Like, here's the thing about it: like Star Wars started out with George Lucas using his own money to make this movie, and it was a movie that a lot of people were like, "Oh, this movie's never." going to be popular, it's a waste of money, why did you make this, all these things, and it became a, you know, juggernaut, and when Disney got a hold of it, they just was like, it's not Disney, it's, Disney is like Vince McMahon, <laughs> when Vince McMahon gets something that's outside that became popular, not popular, created by WWE or him, once he gets it, he dismantles it, destroys it, breaks it down, and it has to be Vince McMahon, WWE made. When Disney gets something that's not Disney made, Disney owned, Disney created, they destroy it and create something that out of that is Disney made, Disney owned, and Disney created. Basically, they take down something that is so great and gold breaks it down, creates something out of their own shit. It's basically what Disney does. So, for me, do I believe the rumors of George Lucas was appalled and said, I made a terrible mistake? Yeah. I think, I, I honestly think he feels that way. I think he's just kind of like, why did I give them something that was mine? That I created? And they just did this. So, um, for me, that, I think that's what George Lucas felt. And, I mean, shit, Harrison Ford was just like, I It's funny, though. Harrison Ford was just like, I don't want to be a part of it. Just kill me off in the first film. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I don't enjoy... I, I haven't seen Last Jedi, and I have not seen Rise of Skywalker. Um, you know, I mean, those are the films I didn't see. I seen Force Awakens. I was just like, I don't want to see the rest of them. <laughs> like, uh. So anyway, 
uh i'll be back tomorrow um there won't be a friday saturday or sunday show i'll be back tomorrow uh to do the next show so i will see y'all tomorrow and uh thank you for listening bye